0: Welcome to Finding Faith, the space we come to share stories of encounter, ask questions, and share in the lived experience of others. As you listen to the stories of our interview guests, I ask that you consider the courage it takes to stand before your peers and share your experience of faith for the benefit of another. My name is Jesse Bennett, and this is the 35th episode of Finding Faith. So today we have with us Christy Wynn. Christy, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hi. Um, I just graduated uh, at Western Kentucky University with a major in social media marketing. I am currently working as a customer service representative with a company called Inc. Brands. I'm doing emails and whatnot. And um, I'm just trying to figure out like how to live life after college. <laughs> Which can
0: be... A bit of a challenge at times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I wish you the best of luck with it. (laughs) So Christy is going to um, talk to us about her encounter with Jesus. So Christy, why don't you tell us your story?
1: Okay, so I am the youngest of four. I have three older brothers. And um, my parents raised us Catholic. And we were very fortunate enough to be homeschooled and be able to go to daily mass. And, you know, I really enjoyed like... My dad was a baseball scout and I enjoyed being able to travel with him and be going to mass in a different city. And it was really cool because wherever you are in the world, the Catholic mass is the same, just a different priest and a different parish. It was really cool because my mom was the one teaching me and she kind of taught me based on her experiences and also found things that I was also interested in. So if like, I really liked a certain saint, she would probably focus on that for one religion lesson or something. Or we would go to daily mass in the morning. You know, growing up, like, because of having like a really good foundation for my faith life, I never really struggled in my faith, but at the same time, I also didn't really know my faith because of that. I mean, we did go to my grandparents' house. I always knew certain times of the day whenever I would walk in. My grandma would be praying the rosary and I was in youth group in middle school and high school but I didn't really feel like I knew much about my faith I had a lot of Catholic friends but not a lot of non-Catholic friends I was really close with so again faith wasn't really I really didn't start learning a lot of my faith you know like in my own kind of faith journey until I started working out at Gasper River. I was called what's called an SIT, meaning staff and training. You wash dishes (laughs) and you can still like myself being like a leader in my faith. And I definitely learned a lot through that experience because I really had to think, okay, you're being an example to these kids that may not have the same foundation of faith that you do. So you really need to have somewhat of a knowledge of your faith. And if they ask you a question, you need to know kind of the basics of what to tell them, even though this may kind of intimidate you. You know, I was doing that for a couple of years. And once I graduated high school, I went to Western Kentucky University. And I remember thinking, I remember hearing about people joining Bible studies and I remember thinking, I really don't want to join one when I, when I start the semester because I just want to have a kind of a routine down and get to know everybody before I decide that I want to join a Bible study. So I think it was Labor Day weekend. Um, We went to this place to hike a few hours away And I was talking with my friend Emma, and I remember on the way back, she asked me if I wanted to join her Bible study. (laughs) I thought, oh great, now I have to say yes, because I don't want to turn her down, because she's a really sweet girl. And so I said yes, and I don't regret it, because I really made some really good friends through Bible study, and I learned about my faith, because... When I was younger, I was very intimidated to pick up my Bible. And I didn't know really how to read it or where to start. Like I knew some passages, but I didn't know like where they came from. But through a Bible study, you definitely learn that because you're all over in the Bible. And then I, so I did the Bible study first semester freshman year. And then the second semester, I was asked, to join this thing called discipleship, which at the time was like this one-on-one kind of accountability partner thing. Um, so my friend Caitlin asked me to be part of her discipleship, and there were some group things, and you learned some really cool things about your faith, and maybe a saint story here and there, which I really do like learning about the saints because I feel like you can really connect with them. I learned a lot about my faith through discipleship and so after freshman year i worked out at gasper river as a staff member and through that experience i met an amazing group of people that i feel like i can definitely talk to late night conversations sitting on the campfire just talking about random things and some of the conversations will get very deep in our faith, which I don't know where those came from because sometimes they were all over the place. And then after the summer was over, you know, you're kind of like on a Jesus high at the beginning because everything is so great. And like your faith is just on fire because you're around all these people. And then after the summer's over, it kind of crashes a little bit. You're kind of out of your routine and getting back into that was, I still kind of made an effort to go to daily mass throughout the week at the Newman Center. And so Caitlin, my discipleship leader, um, asked me because I was able to take the things that I was learning about my faith and really apply it to an intentional conversation. And we were able to have a very good conversation for an hour about anything with our faith and You know, if we had a question, we would write it down and look it up, which I thought was really interesting and fun. So I was doing the discipleship thing, going to Bible study, and I was definitely learning a lot about my faith through that. That kind of brings me back to the present, because I never really struggled with my faith. I didn't really know how to apply it in the beginning, but I think... 100% college and the Newman Center and having a very strong faith community was extremely helpful. And now that I'm out of college, you know, it is kind of hard to get in that routine. And I have a full-time job now, so I'm trying to think, okay, I need to try to fit daily mass somehow into my schedule, because that is one thing I really did like about going to college, because our Newman Center had daily mass at 6 p.m., so it would work very well with your schedule. also need to think about, okay, I have to get myself to Mass. You know, whereas normally in college, you know, I'd be going to Mass with my friends and, like, it would be fun because we would go somewhere to eat afterwards. But I need to think, okay, I need to join a, a faith community at a parish and, like, learn how to have a parish life and join, like, a young adult group or start a Bible study. And I remember... Few weeks before the semester ended, Father Mike, who was the priest at the Newman Center, said in one of his homilies that once you graduate college, you have to do this on your own. Everything is not going to be handed to you. So if there's not a Bible study or a young adult group at your parish, you have to be the one to start it. And fortunately enough, um, one of my cousins is working on starting a young adult group here. And I would love to get involved with that and kind of see where this next step in my faith journey is going to take me. Thank you
0: so much, Christy, for sharing your faith story with us. Um, if it's okay, I've just got a couple of questions for you. So you talked about, you know, growing up and being homeschooled and um, the benefits of that, uh, you know, your f- mom being able to tailor the lessons and things to mm-hmm. you. So I guess if you could just talk a little bit more about what it was like growing up in a household where faith was lived out so intentionally?
1: Yeah, it was really good. Like sometimes when I was younger, we would go to wake up and go to mass at 8 a.m. in the mornings or maybe go at 12 p.m. Also, like we had these really good, I don't remember what they're called, but really good religion books. And, you know, if, The lesson wasn't really like I wasn't really connecting with it. My mom would kind of supplement in a way, and like we would kind of like look at current events and like, okay, what is going on in the Catholic world right now? And I would always remember, like, one of my favorite things is like whenever the Pope was being elected, like we would have EWTN on or like the March for Life. Like, I could have the March for Life on. During the day, which normally I wouldn't be able to watch TV during school time, but, you know, things like that. And I remember one saint that I really like is Kateri Takawitha. She's my confirmation saint. And whenever she was um, being canonized as a saint, like, I remember thinking that was a really big deal. And I think, I don't know if we, I can't remember if we watched it or not on EWTN or not, but, you know, just, like, really cool, like, hearing about current events like from a very reliable source Mm -hmm. and you
0: mentioned a couple times that you enjoy saint stories and so Mm -hmm. what is it about the saint stories that really draws you into your faith
1: well i think it's cool that there's a saint for literally anything you know like saint martha is the patron saint of cooking i think and you know like whenever you're struggling with something you can pray to a saint because you know that's what they're a patron of and i think that's really cool and plus you know they're real people mm-hmm. and you know they can you can kind of relate to them a little bit better than the people in the bible even though obviously some of those are those are <laughs> saints too but i mean i just like in a way you kind of forget like the people in the bible like are actual people mm-hmm. and not just a fictional story right so, it's like a
0: story that you've heard over and over yeah. but when i talk about mother Teresa. I have vivid memories of, like, mm-hmm. I'm old enough that I remember her being on TV. Mm-hmm. And John Paul II, I watched the coverage of his eventual death and funeral mm-hmm. on TV and to know that these people are saints.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is a really cool thing. And, like, you know, that you were alive during some of these people's lifetime. And that's absolutely crazy.
0: <laughs> right. Or seeing, um, you know, even... Not in my lifetime, but you know, within the last hundred years, mm-hmm. look at how many saints have come out of this very short time frame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've never heard it quite put. I, I've never thought of it that way. You mm-hmm. say that I've never really thought of it that way. If it the saint stories, it is it is hard to relate to characters in the Bible sometimes because yeah. it's so long ago. It's a completely different century, <laughs> but also just it feels like it's a bunch of it's a lot of stories, mm-hmm. but. but might not always have a connection and you don't always have a whole lot of information about, them. right. You know, some of them, we know very little, little bits of, about these people and the Mm -hmm. stories that we hear. Whereas saints, um, a lot of them have, they're historical figures that we have more backstory on Mm -hmm. and et cetera. Do you have, you know, you mentioned Kateri Tekawitha. Mm -hmm. Are there other saints that you're really drawn to?
1: Blessed Amilda. Um, so when I was working at camp, we, um, had to choose a saint for like a certain day, like a group of us. And so my group, we chose her and, you know, I really liked her because she was a child and, you know, she's,
0: I've never heard of her. So will you tell us a little bit about her.
1: No, I can't remember because it was so long ago since i researched her, but I believe, I think she was like no older than 10 and she really wanted to receive communion. But at that time you can not receive communion until you're about 13 or so and so she got special permission and so she received communion and um she was just praying and she was i forgot how it happened but somehow she was a nun and so the uh, mother superior came to her and um she found her praying at the pew like kneeling down and she was so happy that she just passed away after receiving communion which is wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so I kinda of think about that like, okay, you know, sometimes going to mass and like receiving communion, you know, you take it for granted. But I'm like, okay, I have to remember like things like that. Yeah. Like it's so great.
0: The special quality mm-hmm. that it, it has in our faith and in our lives. Um and the transformative power that it can have mm-hmm. if we allow it to. So you had talked about, you know, not having really any major challenges in your faith. And it sounded like you felt like you were a little unprepared Mm -hmm. to answer questions. I think you even said the word intimidated. Felt a little intimidated when campers would ask you questions. So how did you overcome that fear of, I guess, explaining things about your faith and, you know, that feeling of intimidation Mm -hmm. when it came to talking about it?
1: Well, I mean, I think I have... You know, I have like some life experience and I have learned some things in my faith, like through trial and error. And plus, one thing that I kind of had to remember, there's so many resources for your faith. And if you don't know something, you can just easily look it up on your phone. And, you know, there are those resources or you can open up a book and something will be there. And you're never going to be on your own explaining mm-hmm. something to someone. Mm-hmm. So that really did help me a lot.
0: So do you feel more prepared to answer people's questions, I guess?
1: I mean, yes and no. I mean, (laughs) you know, like right now, if someone asked me something, I'd be like, uh, I don't know if I can answer this, but, (laughs) you know, I've come to learn that the Holy Spirit's always going to be there to help you and your words will eventually come to you, even though it might take a little bit. And plus, like, like I said, like, you can always easily look something up
0: yeah, come back to it. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite phrase is, I'm not sure about that <laughs> right now, but I can look up the answer mm-hmm. for you and we can talk about this tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, it's a favorite phrase of mine. <laughs> you mentioned that when you were going into college, you weren't really interested in getting into a Bible study. you mm-hmm. knew that was something that would happen. And I love how your friend trapped you in a car. <laughs> to ask that question. I'm thinking that was such smooth operating on her part. Oh, it
1: really was. Really (laughs) was.
0: Uh, You know, you can't say no to somebody when you're stuck in a car with them and Mm -hmm. you have to finish getting to a destination. Yeah. Um, But anyway, (laughs) I'm glad that it was an experience that you wouldn't trade. So could you talk a little bit more about what these Bible studies look like?
1: So this past semester, what was really cool is like my Bible study was full of fellow seniors, Um, so we're kind of talking about, like, okay, after college, like, how, what is our faith life going to look like? And my Bible study leader, Gabrielle, um, we finished our Bible study, like, format, curriculum, I don't really know the right word for it, Um, but we finished that really quickly within the semester, so she asked us, like, okay, here's some options, Um, and we ended up choosing a Bible study about the Acts of the Apostles, which I thought was really cool. And, you know, since ironically we were all seniors, it definitely applied into learning how to, you know, take your faith life after this specific, like, after this is over.
0: Yeah, taking it from college and then moving it out into the world. Because mm-hmm. it is a completely different oh, 100%. Um, atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, college ministry versus being in, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like the real world. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very different. So what are some of the insights that you have gained um, and maybe some of the benefits that you've gained from being a part of this Bible study?
1: You know, I definitely learned that there's always something in the Bible. And to, you know, if you, like like I said before, if you have a question, you can look it up because we, we would hear a word in the Bible and we wouldn't know what it would mean. So we would look up the definition and that definitely helped understand like what a certain passage meant and like having these really intentional deep conversations of what is happening in the Bible and you know how it can be applied to our lives. So after you had been a part of this Bible study for a
0: little while, your friend asked if you wanted to, um, to enter into discipleship. Mm -hmm. So what exactly do you mean by discipleship?
1: So um, at Western there's, um you know this pro- focus and they are trying to like help young adults like walk with one another in their faith journey and so at the beginning of college like it was just like a one-on-one thing but I think it was either last semester or the semester before they changed it to where it was a discipleship group of people and you know you would have like things you could read or you could just talk with your fellow disciples and really learn how to like walk together
0: so that was my next question is what do you do in discipleship what are Mm -hmm. some of the like topics of conversation do they have like specific curriculum that you use like what what do you do in discipleship
1: so it really kind of depends on like the like leader the discipleship leader and then also i think like the focus people on your campus like they kind of meet like with the discipleship leaders and like you know these are the things like you we kind of want you to read or talk about and so we did some of that and then also we just kind of sat and talked for a while and got to know each other better and also you know if like we had like a question about our faith like we would bring that up and it really just depended on the week, I guess.
0: Yeah. So it sounds like there's a lot of intentional conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think you've used that word as well, intentional conversation and discipleship occurring. And I love this idea of people literally walking with other people in their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one-on-one, like this one-on-one opportunity for you to walk with another person who has questions, to get to know them on a personal level and to be able to just walk together as Christians in life and figuring things out um, day by day and and the benefit that that can have for us in regards to, I mean, fellowship, but also in regards to how we live out our faith and what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. So I guess, um, you know, your experience, it sounds like, with Focus was pretty good. Mm -hmm. My question is for you, how are you going to take what you've learned from your time with Focus through these intentional conversations, these intentional Bible studies and discipling, discipling events occurrences what are you going to take from that into your post-college world
1: um well day by day I guess but (laughs) um it's kind of funny because you know I just moved into this new apartment and I don't know anyone there but funny enough like my parents were moving in some furniture for me today while I was at work and like the a girl in the apartment like across from mine um she ended up helping them move my desk which was really nice of her um my mom was like you need to go meet her like she said that she really wants to meet you and so I knocked on her door and it turns out like we had a class together like freshman year and um I think she did mention like a bible study and so I'm like oh you know maybe in the future after I get to know her like that could be a really good opportunity to kind of make some friends and like you know, have, like, a Bible study with, like, people from our apartment complex and, you know, some of my friends and, you know, like, I don't know if she's Catholic or not, but, you know, Bible study, she's Christian, Um, but that would be really cool to kind of talk to someone that is not Catholic and kind of get, like, a take on her faith journey and get to know yeah. other people's walks of life, too.
0: Yeah, because honestly... There's more that unites us as Christians Mm -hmm. than there is that divides us. Oh, 100%. Um, And iron sharpens iron. It doesn't Mm -hmm. say that Catholic iron has to sharpen (laughs) Catholic iron. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us tonight for the podcast, Christy.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you all for listening here today. If you're interested in hearing more stories of finding faith and encountering, tune in next week for our next guest. If you have any questions, need someone to journey with, or would be interested in sharing your story, please contact me at findingfaith123 at gmail.com.